Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Welcome to 10 of meeting, Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons, and we are located in Maryville, Indiana. Today we're going to be in Romans 2. Last week we were in Romans 1 and we ended talking about the manner of unrighteousness and how these people knew God but they didn't they didn't treat God as God. So as we get into the scriptures we're going to Find out what he says about that in two. So, by them not seeing God as God or treating God as such, it's like you know God, but you don't treat him as God. How do you not treat God as God? And we talked about in Sunday school today how you can ask God for things, but you just don't thank him for it. Don't acknowledge that God is the one who gave you this stuff. Don't acknowledge God as the one who gave you your whole existence. The reason you have what you have is not in your own power. And it's people that truly believe that they do all of this on their own accord. Which is so sad. You think there is no other power beyond you. How can the devil have you that twisted? <laughs> Do you believe that you are the end-all, be-all of you? You created you. And you have people that say that. I'm a self-made man. How? <laughs> but he gets into the scriptures in Roman about you being so arrogant about yourself and not calling God to be God but you heard about God and because you heard about God this is the explanation that Paul gives and he goes into it and he says in Romans 2 and 1 therefore you have no excuse because you heard of God but you just refuse to acknowledge God you have no excuse oh man Every one of you who judges. 
For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself. Because you, the judge, practice that very same things. We will sit here and judge people why they don't do this, why they don't do that. You should be doing this, you should be doing that. And God is saying, you judging yourself when you do that because you're doing the same thing. Remember when Jesus had told the guys, you know, he without sin cast the first stone. Nobody could cast the stone because all of them had sin. <laughs> you can't just sit there and be blaming people for their sins and you haven't confronted your own. Everything starts at home. Everything right. starts at home. That's right. You cannot go out and witness to people about Christ if you don't even truly have Christ in your life fully yourself. Right. How you going to go out and tell somebody about God when you ain't even obeying God? Right. And it goes beyond just living a holy life without sin. Nobody can do that. But when you truly mess up and you ask for forgiveness from God and you repent of your sins, that's part of being holy. Right? Because that's what God called us to do. Jesus died on the cross for us to have the right to repent. Now that doesn't give you a get out of jail free card for every time you sin. You just, well, I can just repent and yeah, I'm good. Right. You have to mean it. Right. <laughs> right. Two says, we know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, oh man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? You think because you call it out on people that truly needed to be called out on, but you are doing the same thing, you think you're not going to be judged the same way? This is why God asks us when we see people doing wrong things, we have to be more understanding. Because you have to see yourself as that person and you used to be that person. You say, yeah, I, I, I was there. I, I used to be where you at. Our revelation is what helps other people. The things that we go through in our life are meant for us to use to help other people. For it says, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and, and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? All the things that God do for you is meant for you to be led to repentance. Good or bad. God doing a whole bunch of good stuff for you. When you mess up, you repent. Because God, you've been so good to me. I need to repent. So many bad things been going on in my life, God. I need to repent. 
Why? Because so many bad things are going on in my life and I need to repent for all of the stuff that's going on so it can stop. Right? Right? So whether it's good or bad, God says everything that happens to you and goes through your life is for you, to lead you to repentance. Five says, but because of your hard and impatient uh, and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteousness judgment will be revealed. Because of your heart and impenitent, your non-repentant heart, you just refuse to repent. Mm -hmm. I don't know why anybody in Christ would just refuse to repent. But they do. I'm not going to say I'm sorry to God. You, did you pray to God? Did you ask God for forgiveness? For what? I ain't did nothing. Okay. Six says, He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality. He will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. I heard somebody say today, you know, I've just been learning how to be patient. This is what God does. He teaches you patience. A lot of people ask for patience. And you ask God for patience. He'll give it to you. In the most worst ways. Yes. <laughs> some yes. things you can ask. Sometimes you can ask God for something. And he'll give it to you. You got to be knowing what you're truly asking God for. <laughs> uh -huh. Because he'll give it to you. But the thing is, if you ask for patience, he'll give it to you. But you need to ask him because you need it. And he gives it to you in the worst ways, it seems like, because he really wants you to get over it. Uh -huh. Because when something comes along after you go through whatever you went through, oh, this ain't nothing <laughs> compared to what I just went through. But if you don't, and it tells you, you know, you obey, you, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. If you don't listen to God, of course, it's going to be a problem with God. And not only wrath and fury, it said there will be tribulation and distress for every human. Human being who does evil. The Jews first, also the Greeks. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Now, everyone that does evil, well, as long as I don't do evil, I'm fine. Anything that's not of God is evil. It may not seem evil to you, but anything that is not of God is evil. says, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good. 
the Jews first, and also the Greeks. For God shows no partiality. God shows to the, he says, the Jews first, then the Greeks. Right? So it's the Jews get it first, then the Gentiles. And then he goes on to say, after he says that, he says, but God shows no partiality. Well, isn't that partiality if it says the Jews first? The Jews are first because they were the representation. They're supposed to be the representatives of God first. And they were supposed to get it and then teach it to us. But they didn't do that. So it went to the it went to the Jews first. And then God gave it to the Greeks, which is us. He gave it to the Gentiles. It went to them first, but it ended with us. Twelve says, for all who sin without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. All who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. So you didn't listen to the law of Moses, you're going to perish. But then he said, and all who have sinned under the law, and you stay up under the law, you will be judged by the law. Now, I didn't follow the, I don't follow the law, so how are you going to, you're going to be judged outside the law. You won't use the laws of Moses to judge you. But you'll still be judged for the evil that you've done. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then he says, so you won't have to worry about the laws of Moses judging you if you didn't follow the laws of Moses. And then the people that did follow the laws of Moses, you'll be judged according to that law. So, where does the Bible fit in? That's God's law. So everybody gets judged according to the scriptures. When you go into judgment, it tells you that there's a book open and then there's another book. It says books are open and then there's another book. The books that are open is one of your life. That's the book of life. Then there's another book. That's the one you created. It's all about you and your life. And you will be judged according to the scriptures. Because you didn't follow them. This is why God wants everybody to, everybody's going to know about God before they die. Because they're going to be judged according to the scriptures. Right. Thirteen says, For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are law, they are a law to themselves, even though 
they do not have the law. You know how sometimes you just, and we talk about this in, 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 in the church, how it's some things, no matter if you in Christ or not, it's just some things you will do and some things you just won't do. It's some things your spirit just won't let you cross. It's, some, <laughs> it's just some things that your spirit just say, okay, now that's it. We're not doing that. Uh -huh. <laughs> your spirit draws the line for you because you just went way too far. <laughs> so it goes on to say in 15, They show the works of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even accuse them. Because when you're going by the law in your spirit, it conflicts with what your flesh wanted to do. Your spirit and your flesh go against each other. Right? Right. They always battle. Alright. So it says, on that day, when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. Now, the whole thing is, no matter how you get judged or what you get judged by, everything is going to be judged according to how you are in Christ or not. Yeah. 17, but if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God, and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law. And if you are sure that yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others... Do you not teach yourself? Because if you're doing all of those good things, uh -huh. are you following those good things yourself? Because you have a lot of people that are teaching and preaching the gospel of Christ and what you should do and what you should not do, but they're doing everything under the sun themselves. He goes on to say, while you preach against stealing, do you steal? Right? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You telling everybody, don't do this, don't do that. But are you not doing that? You who are idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For it is written, for as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Because you are preaching and teaching one thing, but you're doing another. And you blaspheme in God because people to the Gentiles, they see you and they don't want to come to Christ. Right. Right? 
25 says, for, for circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law. But if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. Uh -huh. Now, so he says, it's, it's good. If you can obey all of the laws and you have no problem, it will benefit you. But as soon as you break one of them laws, it's a wrap. Uh -huh. And under the law, you don't have Christ. So you can't repent for that. You see? Right. Right. Which means you have to live a perfect life for the rest of your life. Huh? And you can't. No. Because you're an imperfect being. That's right. You have sin all over you. Uh -huh. That's right. 27 says, Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision, but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly. Nor is circumcision outwardly and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly. And circumcision is a matter of the heart. By the spirit, not by the letter. Right? So he's saying... You're not just a Jew. You're a Jew inwardly. Which means you're in God's family from the inside. That's right. It's not about your outward appearance being Jewish. Right. You're in the Jew's family according to scripture because you didn't came to Christ. That's right. God bless you. Right? That's right. And it says, But a Jew is one inwardly, and, cir and circumcision is a matter of the heart. So it's not about the circumcision physically. It's about the circumcision spiritually that you have circumcised your heart. That's right. It says, By the Spirit and not by the letter. By the Spirit and not by a natural means. Mm -hmm. His praise is not from man, but from God. Right. And we give too much credit to man yeah. and not enough credit to God. Yeah. Some of the reason is because we count on man to tell us who God is. But we don't we don't press upon man. To show us how to go to God for ourselves. You see? Right. I'm just going to go to church and I'm going to hear the pastor. Sure. And he's going to give me the word and I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. We get complacent and, and, and complete with that. Uh -huh. Instead of saying, I need to know God for myself. And I need you as the pastor to tell me how to obtain God for myself. Uh -huh. that's right. Right, right. Because that's what the scripture told us to do mm -hmm. as pastors. That's right. We don't hold our pastors accountable for teaching us how to come to God say that. and not to come to them. Say that, say that. 
And you'll hear pastors all the time say, well, you know, I'm not God. I can't, I can't do this. But then they, they, they tell you that they're not God, but at the same time, they manipulate you into giving all their money, all your money to them. Right. So which one is it? These churches ask for all of this money all the time, but then you don't. But so when you go to them for different things, ah, oh, why are they always coming to me? Because you train them that way. Uh-huh. Instead of training them to learn God for themselves, right. let me show you how to come to God for yourself. Uh-huh. You're supposed to have a church full of people that go to God for themselves. That's how they come back to the church when there's a pandemic. Not because you manipulated them all of this time. Because when they leave, they ain't coming back. Because you didn't teach them nothing. Right? We have to get better at that. Because when the church ends, I mean, when um, the pandemic is over... You saw the results. See. You see the fruits of your labor from before. Yeah. Now you're scrambling trying to figure out where everybody at and how you're going to pay all the bills in the church. Yeah. Teach these people what they need to know and they will come back because they learned so much from you. And not because you manipulated them. We have to get better. Romans 2. It talks about coming to God for real. Right? Coming to God for real. And facing God's righteous judgment when you don't. We have to do better. We have to do better. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for understanding Romans 2 and how God's righteous judgment is righteous as it gets. And we will feel the wrath of God when we do not follow what God says do. Father, we're just asking you to come into our hearts, circumcise our hearts. And not just the flesh. So we can truly learn what you want us to learn. And obey everything that you say do. And when we mess up. We thank you Lord for your son Jesus Christ. Uh Who died on the cross for us. Now we have repentance. That we can stay perfect and holy in your eyes. Father we thank you. We praise your name. In the mighty name of your son Jesus Christ. We pray and say amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Hi, thanks for watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.